0: And I have with me a friend, my goodness. It was so great to have Bob Pickett, a friend for over 30 years. We talked about that yes, last year. Yes, we did. So yeah. good
1: to be back with you, Mike.
0: Oh, my goodness, Bob. You're in St. Louis these days. Yes. But you're a Central Florida person. I don't know how many years you were here, but this was home for you for a uh, number of years. Yeah, we were here for 11 years, 76 mm-hmm. to 87.
1: So uh cut my teeth here. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah,
0: and got uh, involved with Thurlow Spur. Right. And right. Uh, you, Concert Ministries mm-hmm. and Festival of Praise. Right. So the first time I would have seen you when you would have been traveling with Festival of Praise, although we didn't know each other back mm-hmm. then, but mm-hmm. I did get to see you on some of your Midwestern tours when right. I was up in Evansville.
1: Right. We uh, we were on the road with the touring choir uh huh, across America with a group called Festival of Praise and the Spurlows uh, based out of uh, Calvary when we started here in St. Louis, but we had, or in, um, Orlando, but we had singers from all over the country come and join us. So they was, it was set up like a, a vacation mm-hmm. slash missionary experience. So you came and toured with the choir for two weeks, did concerts every night. And then, uh, those folks went home and we had a whole new group of singers join us every two weeks. So, uh, over the course of, uh, uh, the group was on the road 15 years. I think we had 2,000 individuals spend Isn't time with us something? on tour, yeah. singing and doing, teaching about praise and worship through concerts across America
0: and Canada. And we've talked about the kind of uh, groundbreaking, almost pioneering type of nature of the, what Thurlow did with contemporary Christian music back mm-hmm. before there was such a, a genre. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and, and you guys were doing festival of praise prior to what would have been the contemporary worship music scene. Yeah, we were, uh,
1: on that, uh, that very beginning phase of, uh, praise and worship music. The, the Maranatha praise albums came out about mm-hmm. the same time we launched with festival of Praise in 77. And, uh, um, you know, we were a part of that whole introducing uh, a more contemporary style of music to the church, yeah, uh, and brought it in through uh, through the concert uh, presentations we did.
0: And then a couple of years later, we all know about what happened with Hosanna Music Integrity Music comes along. Right, the Hosanna uh, originally on cassette tapes, right, and on a subscription basis would be sent out to. Hundreds of thousands. Uh, I don't know how many their count was, but I was one. Yeah, (laughs) got those tapes and loved them. And ironically, the origin of one of the first one of those tapes came from where you are serving as a pastor. Yeah,
1: um, we are at Grace Church in St. Louis. I've been there thirty five years. And Bob, uh, come
0: on, you've been there thirty five. Thirty five. I remember how sad I was when you were leaving. To go there. Oh my goodness.
1: So uh one of my predecessors in the music program at Grace was Tom Brooks, who yeah. uh was the yeah. producer for all of the integrity uh, uh Hosanna tapes all those years. Yeah. And many of them were recorded right at uh, at Grace Church. Yes, they were. Kent Henry there. was there. Kent Henry too. was yeah. yeah, and Ron Tucker was the it was our pastor is uh, was a worship leader on those or one of those early albums, blue album, yeah, the
0: blue cassette, the blue cassette. <laughs> that's it. Yes. Yeah, I will it. never and,
1: ever forget that one. Oh man, those that that worship just again transformed how the church worships, and uh, and of course every two months another album came out, so there was fresh material that was coming all across America through that program. Yeah, remember. Uh, after I moved to St. Louis, I was invited to speak for a uh, weekend seminar up in New York City and uh, a little church in the suburbs there. And I went in and and I wanted to uh, have them play a, a background music for something I was doing. And I went in the booth and here's one of the albums from my church sitting in there, yeah, right. sitting in their booth, you know, and it, it was like that. It really transformed it. And uh, before... I don't know how far we're going to get into this. Before I left St. Louis or Orlando, I was leading worship for the young adults at Calvary, Calvary
0: Mainstream. Uh, mainstream, yeah. yeah.
1: And uh, so we were using a lot of music out of Grace in those days as well. Yes, you were with that band and uh, the Munizis and. Uh, a great uh, team of musicians Goodness. we had there at, at i was there for Calvary. that
0: last night yeah that was amazing oh yes, yeah yeah that was great and you recorded all of that yeah our mutual friend joel Balin exactly. was uh, the tech
1: for yeah. all of that joel helped with that and we recorded it and we put a an album together just as a kind of a farewell to mainstream and uh I don't know where it happened to
0: any of those. I
1: think we printed about 200, and, and they were gone pretty quickly.
0: Oh, yeah. So, yeah. But, you know, those were times, that uh, they were so precious, man. I mean, oh, yes. you know, we were, that was a great night. But for me personally, we were good friends by then already. Mm-hmm. And yes, we I remember uh, having lunch with you in the weeks leading up to when you were going to be leaving and trying to get my brain around the fact that you and Paula were not going to be part of us anymore yeah. and that you were moving and... It was it was a, a simultaneously sad and happy time because I I knew how cool it was going to be for you to be at Grace mm-hmm. and Ron Tucker. Let's talk about him for sure. a moment. There's a guy who was he, when talent was dished out, he got more than his fair um, share.
1: Yes, talented in so many ways, but he has an incredible gift of evangelism, a preaching that uh, that overrides everything, and and he has been. Um, instrumental in, in reaching so many people, right. not just through worship and his teaching, but uh, through his heart for worship and, and discipling other pastors and uh, had a great influence in the church.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I loved about him, Bob, in those early years as a music uh, lover myself, as a worship leader, I, I would listen to Ron's uh, recordings And understanding these are recordings, they were put together, but they were recorded live Mm -hmm. and you could feel his pastor's heart coming through on all those things. And that was part for me of that realization of the impact, uh, the, just the, what it does to our hearts, the peace that those listening to those things brought. Mm -hmm. And I would just be one of hundreds, if not thousands of people who would lead worship, not only at our church, but I would be leading worship at youth camps back in the mm-hmm. 80s. And we'd be pulling all of our music in all of our sets would be coming from that blue Grace exactly. recording. Wow, wow. That was, I, I believe, number one and number two of the Hosanna tapes. Yeah, number two was was uh, one of Grace's albums. It wasn't, it was didn't that packaged. have a French horn on the front of it or well, something? Yeah,
1: that's uh, Glory to God, yeah, yeah. That, that album. And that was recorded live uh, at an Easter service at Powell Hall, which is Symphony Hall in in uh, St. Louis.
0: And you guys, th- I mean, they, back in the day, used the symphony orchestra.
1: For special recordings like that, we did, yeah. Yeah. yeah we did, yeah.
0: <laughs> that, was, that had to be one of the first times ever for any worship, um, uh, you know, of course, worship music at that point was in transition, obviously. Right. But, I mean, to, to get that uh, symphonic sound... And yet have it mixed with a contemporary sound. Yeah, I think that was the signature of of uh, Tom Brooks. You know, he was able
1: to create that combination of of keyboard and symphonic music and the rhythm section together with worship, just a glorious thing. And and that, you know, kind of set the course for that whole Hosanna series that uh, that went over the next many years.
0: Now, was Tom already gone when you got to Grace? Yeah, I've
1: never met Tom. He had okay. he had already. Uh, moved and uh, um, uh, Kent was still doing things out of grace, Kent Henry, but uh, uh, Tom was no longer at the church so I, I and he's in, out of California now. And
0: now Kent it. went on to record his own solos. I think of the trilogy of music where he uh, he, he had songs that were just so uh, intimate with yes. the Lord and yeah. wonderful but his voice, his heart, uh, in those years early, I mean, he would have been one of my favorite worship mm-hmm. leaders that I listened to, had a chance to go to Lakeland back in the day. And, you know, for our listeners listening to this right now, I hope that you are remembering as I am fondly the impact that all of these these early years of the Hosanna uh, tapes, they brought into the church. It wasn't just bringing into music, because they really impacted uh, church worship services all across the world.
1: Yeah, and as you're talking here too, it, it, the the worship leader role on those albums became a, a great model for mm-hmm. men like you and me who who then didn't just let's sing a song together, but it was it was exhorting and and, and still is the role of the worship leader is exhorting the people to join in and to experience what we're singing, not just sing lyrics and words.
0: When I think about that, I mean, and if someone were to say, give a one word response to how these things impacted my life, I think that one word would have to be joy. Mm. Just the incredible joy of listening to these songs that exalted the Lord uh, with titles like I Exalt Thee. I know you did that. Mm -hmm. I think that was one of your mainstream songs. Yeah on your finale that you did, we bring the sacrifice of praise, Praise, uh, in him we live and move. So back in that day, this idea of scripture songs, that was brand new. And a lot of people, uh, you know, like any other new thing that wasn't their favorite thing. A lot of church members thought, well, this is going to be novel and this will, you know, we'll move on. But no, it changed the world. no, And, and of course, when you're singing
1: scripture, you're learning scripture. So it's it's coming into your heart. So that there's nothing more powerful than God's word to transform us. So mm-hmm. we have that uh, that tool of music that, if it's a musical hook, it gets in your mind and and lives there, and then it feeds back to you. So the the word of God set to music is so powerful to uh, to our to transforming our hearts permanently, not just yeah. through that moment.
0: Now you're back in town today for an event that's going to be held tomorrow yes. at uh, Calvary, back mm-hmm. in your old stomping grounds. Back in Calvary, yeah. When you, it's a little different now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> They've redone the auditorium, yes. that beautiful mirror-walled uh, building that you pass on I-4 at the Fairbanks Curve. Uh, it is really going to be set and I just can't wait to be there Of course, you did this last year mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, last year was the first year that Christmas is was performed in Orlando although uh, Thurlow told me they've been doing these things this is their 50th year 50
1: years we've been doing uh, Christmas productions uh, uh, based in Detroit 50 years and uh This is my 26th year doing it in St. Louis,
0: and and we're
1: back here uh, in Orlando, full circle, you know. Yeah, it is. It all kind of started back here, Uh, but yes, Christmas is at Calvary this Sunday, uh, or excuse me, Saturday. Saturday, Yeah, this Saturday. It's tomorrow. Tomorrow. Um, one o'clock and five o'clock, two shows, and uh, it's spectacular. Uh, We we spent all day yesterday putting all the details together. Uh, all of our singers came in. We had uh, I brought about 15 adults from St. Louis and uh, another 15 kids. And then there's probably 30 from Michigan that came down. Really? Uh, and then all the local people. Yeah. I mean, there's a cast of over 100. Uh, but we did this concert in Michigan two weeks ago uh, in uh, three cities. We did four concerts up there. And uh, now we're here this weekend. And then next week we're in St. Louis with the same production.
0: Yeah, and no, I know that my own daughter is uh, part of it, yes. and my son-in-law, her husband,
1: very they're, cool. They're
0: part of all of this as well.
1: Yeah, um, uh, Chris plays the uh, innkeeper in a second act, and Stephanie is wife, and Stephanie's in the ensemble. Well, it's, it's wonderful ensemble. Yeah, the, t- the
0: the Thurlow Spurs singers or whatever they're yeah, called. Yeah,
1: they're, yeah, and they had a great sound last night at rehearsal. Oh, and it's good to um, most of those are. Kids that I—they were kids at one time that, that I knew, <laughs> yeah, right? So, that you so probably cool. worked with, Bob. Yeah, so fun. So.
0: You know, when you look back over, I know you had Karen Wheaton was one mm-hmm. of your singers back in the day. Yeah. She be, she became later a well-known uh, vocalist and worship leader herself. Yes, uh, and was used around the uh, TV programs yeah. around the country. I don't know if you know
1: Karen is today, but she has a, a ministry back home in Hamilton, Alabama i did not to youth and it's it's an incredible ministry where they're saving kids out of drugs and and uh you know sexual addictions all the things our our world is keeped in now um and thousands and thousands of teenagers it's called the ramp and it's based there in hamilton and kids come in from all over the south and they have weekend retreats Mm -hmm. and uh and then they take the ramp out from there, but they have, she has a group she put together called, uh, chosen, which is, uh, young adults performing on stage. It's really more dance than, than vocal. Uh, but they dance to, uh, songs that are, that tell s- stories of mm-hmm. uh, Jesus, incredible ministry. Um, I'll tell you a quick story. We were, uh, this is four years ago, Paul and I were celebrating our, our 40th anniversary. We were, we were at the Lake of the Ozarks we have a place there. We escaped to once or twice a year and we had just celebrated on Sunday, our anniversary. And on Monday we were kind of kicking back and a phone rang and it was from Alabama. I thought, who knows me in Alabama? I, I didn't pick up. And then there was a voicemail left and it was Karen Wheaton's daughter. And she said, could you call me back? and so i called her back and she said we're having a celebration uh of 40 years of Karen Wheaton's ministry this coming weekend and uh, we'd love to have you send us a video kind of talking about your mm-hmm. time with her and i said well when is it and i and i checked my calendar and i was on vacation the whole week so we literally drove to alabama and surprised karen oh, to wow. show up at this they had this blowout uh service celebration on her 40th and they had some of her friends and videos from all these people that she had worked with in ministry over the years. And, and when they got to the story about festival praise and here's Bob live. So we, Paul and I got to come up on stage and then spent some time with her the next day. Oh, that's great. So, uh, it's, it's a wonderful story, but she has a powerful ministry called the ramp to reach, uh, college and high school students and, and, uh, uh, it's, it was exciting.
0: So uh, in the beginning, would her role in festival, would it have been just like the rest of them going on vacation? She, uh,
1: she came in as a, a member of the Spurlos, which was okay. our permanent, we had a mm-hmm. six voice ensemble, much like the group that uh, that Stephanie's singing in tomorrow in the mm-hmm. concert. Um, the Spurlos were attached to Festival Prey, so a feature group that were, um, and they were with us year round. Um, And so she came in as a soloist and a member of that unit. She was just 16 years old at that time. But that
0: gifting was already there. Oh, yes.
1: Powerful anointing. And uh, she spent a year with us and then spun off on her own solo ministry after that.
0: That's awesome. Karen Wheaton, and you can find her, I'm sure, on YouTube videos, maybe even from those early days.
1: (laughs) Did they have cameras in 40 years ago?
0: (laughs) I'm not sure. Oh my goodness. I've got my dear friend, Bob Pickett up with me today. Bob is part of Christmas Is. He's a featured vocalist on there as well. And we'll hear about his role, what he's going to be doing, plus playing a song that will be part. It's a beautiful song, that is featured in this production. Christmas is 1 o'clock and 5 p.m. tomorrow. It is not too late to get tickets. All you have to do is go to christmasis.us. Christmas is us, as Thurlow would say. That's what he would do. (laughs) Bob Pickett is my guest. I'll be back in a moment. This is Afternoons with Mike, and you're on The Shepherd. EC Waters air conditioning and heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years experience, EC Waters is a top trained comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. Call 407-603-9144 or visit ecwaters.com. Here with me today is Bob Pickett. Bob is a leader, a church leader. He's involved in music, but he's also involved in pastoral ministry at grace is it still called grace world outreach or just grace Grace church st louis grace church st louis i know Mm -hmm. that at one point you had the other moniker part of the name but grace church has been around now for how long 45 years we uh yeah
1: celebrating that uh this this year we've been been uh we had a big 40-year celebration a couple of years back, and this is 45.
0: So. Yeah, and was Ron the founder of that? Mm, yes, he was. And he's still there. Still there. Ron um, is still senior
1: pastor. We we brought on uh, an associate about five years ago, Wes Martin, who uh, is now, his title is campus pastor. We have two campuses. And so Ron and Wes share the preaching responsibilities, and uh, um, about half and half each, and a lot mm-hmm. of guest speakers come in as well, so.
0: You know, when you think about how many churches there are in the country and how many of them have been around four decades plus, almost five, I I would bet that there are very few of them that the senior pastor, the founding pastor, is still a pastor on the staff. Mm, mm, That's just rare.
1: Yeah, and even rarer to have somebody like me 35 years at one (laughs) church.
0: (laughs) Bob, that's really crazy. I mean, it is nuts. And, uh, you know, I guess that old saying... Time flies when you're having fun. That's it. it. So it's really hard to believe that you've been gone. Again, it just the I can I can just close my eyes and I remember that last week. I remember your finale there at Mainstream, and it's just you'd say thirty-five years. How can that be? Well, you've come back again, obviously for this production, the second such production at Calvary for Christmas is. Tell us about your role. Well, uh. I'm
1: taking a third chair in this production. Uh, Thurlow and, and Kathy Spur are producers and handling the oversight of everything. Um, and I brought along some of my singers, and and I get to sing on this show. Yeah, um, Last year, last year I, I did as well, and it was the first time I was out front facing the audience in uh, about 25 years. Because I'm usually with my back to the audience conducting. So I'm on stage singing. I play the role of Andrew in, uh, in the second act. And, uh, I do some, um, MC work with Thurlow and a little conducting, uh, but most of all, I get to sing. So it's fun.
0: That is fun. And you know, you're a great singer, Bob. I I know, you know, you've been told that by many, (laughs) but you know, you get to do this and I know that it's got to be fun because there's a difference when you are singing, on a sunday morning and you're worshiping and it's a worship service there's an element of production and performance that you guys are bringing now that does not mean there's not anointing you that know. doesn't mean that that it's not worshipful because it still is right. but uh, you've mentioned the amount of rehearsals mm-hmm. when you put all of these uh, between 100 and 200 people up on stage, and there are all of the moving parts. It's all of the blocking that has to be done. Where do you enter? Where do you leave? You've got all of the set changes and all right. that that's going on. This is like a marrying a Sunday morning worship service to a Broadway production for really, Crying Out Loud. Yeah, very, very much so. We uh, we
1: uh, see it's like a, a Broadway production of Billy Graham put together yeah. per se, put together <laughs> in one place in, in St. Louis, we, uh, we refer to Branson cause that's, uh, that's yeah. the reference point for most people in the Midwest for, um, family entertainment. And so we bring a Branson show live to the stage. And so there's lots of variety in the first act, um, Santa Claus and dancing bears and, and, uh, Kids and mm-hmm. snow, yeah. snow in Orlando. Can wow, well, imagine that! <laughs> and uh, aerialists and you know uh, beautiful dancers. Uh, so it's it's joy. It's wonderful for the kids to come and, and experience that the whole family. And then uh, after an emission, we come back uh, to tell the story of Jesus, and it's the setting is uh, Bethlehem in about five minutes, five uh, years after the resurrection. And uh, um, our storyline is that uh, all of Jesus' friends gather together for kind of a reunion uh, to celebrate his birthday. And uh, so we do it in the inn in in Bethlehem. And, uh, and like you would at any birthday party, people stand up and tell their story and their memories. And so we get to hear from uh, people that were healed by Jesus and some of the disciples and from mother Mary and uh and and uh one of the characters tells the story of Jesus birth and another of his resurrection and uh and we get to tell the whole story of Jesus life in entertaining Christmas production so we have this opportunity not just to entertain not just to tell the story but to share the gospel yeah uh, and you know, uh, you, uh, Christmas. We always celebrate the birth of Jesus, but we take advantage of this event to tell the story of his death and resurrection. The and gospel. The gospel itself. Yeah, that's right. And uh, and there's a wonderful moment near the end of Act Two where uh, um, Hannah, Hannah's a little girl about six years old,
0: um, comes up and and sings a song. I'll give him my heart. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thurlow told me about that one. Oh my goodness. That's yeah. a, that's a tear jerker right there. It is. It is. It's oh. an incredible, powerful oh. moment. And then we celebrate with
1: amen to send yeah. everybody home. So it, it's an, an awesome time. We've got some great uh, artists involved. Um, Tim, uh, Tim Kaufman Tim Kaufman's with us yeah. again this year. Christian Dentley, who's a singer in take, take six, six is uh featured Bill McGinn is another soloist who's Uh, been with us in the past and we've got Jerry Nelson and Bruce Hughes, (laughs) our friend Bruce Hughes, (laughs) dueling pianos on on stage. Uh, It's so good to work with Bruce again. I haven't seen him yet, but Bruce and I started with Festival of Praise. He was our pianist when we first went on the road
0: (laughs) and uh, I'm looking forward to gosh, I can't believe it. He's been in my home, He's played uh, the piano in my home before. So and I just love the guy. What a humble man! What a talented man! Oh my! And Thurlow brought his CDs in from the music of life, Mm -hmm. so we got to play some of those. Wonderful!
1: So I'm looking forward to that. Jerry Nelson is the arranger for most of our production, and he's on the other piano. Uh, And then Terry Winch, who also was in in uh, Orlando for years at First Baptist Church, Mm -hmm. uh, is our is our band director and lead trumpet player. And Terry is. He's written for Disney and he's done Super Bowl and he's done hundreds of albums and uh and he's just this wonderful brother who uh who's leading the band and the orchestra. So.
0: Yeah, you guys have got more than your fair share of talent spread out there on that stage oh, for my. this production. Yes, we do. And then of course you've got Thurlow and Kathy, as yes, you mentioned. Yes. And uh, that's just amazing. Uh when we come back from this song, I'd like for you to bring us kind of a little closer into a world that I've only understood from afar and never really got to do what you've got to do, uh, directing, but I want to hear about what it was like and what it is like for you to conduct some of these amazing orchestras that you get to work with. And I got to set under you one time years ago, we did a special song on a Sunday morning and Oh my gosh, I'll never forget how much fun that was. That was from the album. Let's see. Um, it was the, uh, first call album, the oh, uh, evening in December oh, yes, album. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, so we did a medley of songs right, from we that did. one, and that was a blast. So we'll hear about that in a moment, okay. if you will. Uh, give us a little bit of the background on the song we're going to play. Well, this
1: this comes in the story in second act, um, where Legion, who is the man who was possessed, uh, possessed by mm-hmm. the demons, and they were God Jesus cast them out, and they went into the pigs and ran off the cliff. Legion tells his story. And he says, uh, and God took what I was and made me a sanctuary. Oh,
0: man. I'm crying already here, man. This so is that's something. what this song is. All right. This is from Christmas is Sanctuary. Tom. Unfortunately, due to internet licensing restrictions, we're not able to play this song. That is just an amazing, amazing production. Sanctuary, total praise. It's going to be featured at Christmas. Is Bob? That's moving, man. I mean, oh even even as we played that here in the studio, I mean, it's you just want to jump and <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you want to jump uh, and shout, so man. So
1: powerful, and that's based on uh, Psalm one twenty one, which was my scripture for today. Every morning I post a, a, a scripture and a thought on my Facebook page, and that was the one that popped up in today's reading. Isn't that so? and uh, so. You know, I I look to the Lord, to the hills, for this my strength right. is in the Lord, and He is my strength. He
0: yeah. is
1: my Savior. It sets me yeah. free. He's yeah. the source of my strength.
0: Sanctuary and total praise, part of the music that will be featured. Again, you've got everything in this production. Uh, the first act is more traditional kind of Christmas music, mm-hmm. thinking of songs that would be uh, Christmas carols and Christmas, uh, fun Christmas songs mm-hmm. like again, Santa Claus is going right. to be featured right. and a lot of other of fun kind of music. And then uh, the second act is decidedly different. It's the one that you're describing that would be the story, the reminiscing the, the kind of groups coming together in a production like the uh, reunion that might have happened yeah. five years after Jesus ascended into heaven. And that's the kind of theme for this whole thing. Christmas is outstanding music, acting. You're going to see aerial ballet. You're going to see a bunch of stuff going on. You're going to have uh, Walter Rodriguez, who was on my program earlier this year. Oh, good. Yeah, right. excellent. What Guitarist, a... you're a guitar guy. You understand Yeah, what he does. He, well, I no, I don't. Oh, oh, you don't understand. <laughs> I, I don't understand how he does, how does what he does. <laughs> do? <laughs> you appreciate I, it. I appreciate <laughs> it. That's right. I love it. Bob Pickett is my good friend with me today. We'll be back with Bob in a moment and hear about some of his exploits in directing as well as other things. So don't go away. This is Afternoons with Mike. Turning 65 or already on Medicare? Have you tried to compare Medicare supplement plans? Are you sick and tired of the awful TV commercials where washed-up football players confuse you even more? Speak with a licensed, independent insurance agent today. Call 407-965-4166 now or visit Affordable One Insurance in Winter Park, Florida and discuss what is important for you. Be sure to ask us about dedicated senior medical centers. Bob Pickett from Christmas Is uh, is with me today on the program. Uh, and that day, we've talked about it. You know, Bob Thurlow came up in July of this year, Okay. and we did Christmas in July at the <laughs> Shepherd, and it was so much fun sitting down with Thurlow. He brought a bunch of the music and kind of had this one section in one of our segments where he just kind of walked through and told a lot of the different stories. We played lots of cuts of music that day. And it was so much fun in July to hear this Christmas music. I mean, I don't usually do that on my program, (laughs) but it was a blast. And then he came back last week, and then we've had Tim Kaufman up here as well. So we've played uh, some of this music before, and now that day is finally here. So tonight you've got the big dress rehearsal. That's right, yeah. Tell us a little bit about what that's like.
1: Well, uh, the rehearsal process is... uh, so many things all coming together in a week like this. You know, we, we have singers from three different choirs joining together, kids from three different choirs. We have an orchestra live here that we're adding in tonight, then Bruce Hughes and, and Jerry on the piano. Uh, those are all factors that that uh, as the choir rehearsing, they haven't experienced yet. And so the choir tonight's gonna see things that, that they didn't know are part of the production, yeah. at least only yeah. on paper. Uh, but seeing it live and the aerialist list obviously is something uh, new and different from our St. Louis folks. You Orlando people, you see all this fancy the Cirque stuff. Cirque du Soleil yeah, and all of that. Yeah. yeah. But it's uh so it's, it's an awesome thing, but the, the producer who's Kathy primarily in this, in this production brings all those elements together. She has it in her head, how it all fits together. And so we all bring our parts and our pieces into it in one place. And, uh, and it unfolds into this beautiful picture that the audience gets to see. You know, I, I'm, I'll be doing that next week in St. Louis. And uh,
0: are you the producer in St. Louis? Yeah, yeah. Oh wow! And so so you-
1: I, we—I mean, most of it's the same all the way through, but uh, we all have our little angles and flavor mm-hmm, that yeah. that twist it a little bit towards the whoever's doing the production. But uh, yeah, that work is is uh, a year-long process of preparation. Thinking through every detail and uh, literally every moment of the uh, production, which is two plus hours, uh, thinking through how how does that person get on stage and and what's their motivation to be there and how can they in in the case of Act One how can the dancers make the costume change to get back on mm-hmm. three minutes later looking totally different uh, many things like that have to take place and and also if you don't have enough mics you're changing. Taking head mic off of yeah, one person right. and put it in another. Yeah, uh, in a, in handing a, off mics is yeah, always a trick, and and then making sure the right mic is up when they start <sighs> to talk. You know, yeah. those are those are challenges on the technical end. The joy for for me as a producer and director is is seeing uh, singers start out with black notes on a white page, learn the melody that they have to sing, mm-hmm. and the lyrics, add that together, get them past that point to where it's coming from inside, mm-hmm. not just reading it off a page, but coming from inside so that they uh, understand what they're singing, and and they are then are communicating that to the audience. And the joy, when that hits, and that's somewhere in the process of the learning cycle, when that hits, the Spirit of Christ is in the center of that in in the middle of a rehearsal, uh, which happened for us several months ago with each of these songs. This song we just heard, we actually uh, performed it with our choir back in July in a in a concert with The Sound. Have you heard The Sound here? No. Uh-uh. Oh, great. They won the, the Dev Award. Mm. Uh, they were on our bill last year here, but uh, they did a concert at our church, and so we brought uh, the choir over to do um, sanctuary, total praise on that concert. And, uh, and so, and the next level of a song is then once it's, it's embodied in the singer, then it's, you're so full of it. You want to share it with an audience and then you do it for the audience. And, and when they catch the message, and the Spirit of God hits them as well, it's,
0: it's this joyful celebration. Yeah. You know, you mentioned this thing about getting it embodied inside the heart of the singer, of the performer. Mm-hmm. That's easier said than done, isn't it? Yeah, it, I mean, it's real easy to, to do things by rote, the, mm-hmm. to, to sing,
1: okay, I know the words, I knew the notes, uh, but to get past that to say, okay, what does this song mean and wh- why is this person that's communicating it, singing it, And can I understand that, and so that, so that I can communicate that, not just sound good, but communicate it to the audience, Uh, and that's that's the joy. And and if it's Christian music, you are communicating the truth of God's word. Yeah,
0: that's it. Yeah, that's what sets uh, Christian music apart from any other kind of music. I love all genres of music, but there's no comparison. You know, you sing about Jesus. That music is alive it's carrying the power of God with it. And uh, I, I, again, listening to this song, Sanctuary and Total Praise, this little medley that happened a moment ago is so full of the anointing of God that you just, you want to move, you want to go someplace and you realize this is all part of this amazing experience that I believe is going to bless every aspect of our senses. It's going to be a complete uh, joyful time, and a wonderful way to get into the Christmas spirit, because yes. here we are. It's December 2nd already, mm-hmm. and uh, it's hard to believe that this year is coming to an uh, end, and we're talking about all this again. Yeah. Bob, you've been a part of productions. We talked about your directing things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you interface with the Philharmonic, uh, the, the singers, or the players mm-hmm. in St. Louis. What's that like to direct something like that?
1: Well, uh, I've, I've only had the, uh, occasion to direct a a full orchestra once. And that was about six, seven years ago. We, uh, we were invited to do a concert with the town and country symphony, which is, uh, one of the neighboring, um, symphonies to, to the St. Louis symphony. And, uh, boy, what an experience to, uh, to move my arms and see horns bring sound and Mm -hmm. strings create music. What a glorious things. And I, and, and again, I'm thinking I'm following them more than they're following me <laughs> in a setting like that. But, but the joy of, uh, of leading, uh, musicians and singers is, is beyond measure. You know, uh, you know, I taught uh, school I was a choir director, um, in public school, three years and seven years in a Christian school, uh, teaching high school students. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, that, that click that I was talking about earlier of them getting it and, and then communicating it is is so joyful, and so many times for the for the teacher, the choir director, you get more fulfillment out of the rehearsal process mm-hmm. than the performance process. Well,
0: because it's building to that point, yes. And there's all of the the lead up, all of the education. It's mm-hmm. got it's got to be a, 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 an amazing thing to see all of that happen in a school choir yes. when you're you're not talking about professional singers here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the same thing.
1: This this choir we're doing with the at Christmas Is is not a professional choir. We have some professional artists that yes, are you featured. Do. Yeah. But the choir is just ordinary people mm-hmm. who uh, who uh, work jobs, you know, teaching school and farmers and lawyers and businessmen and secretaries and nurses, and and they they love to sing. Mm-hmm. And so we bring them together and, and then something clicks when you become a community. Mm-hmm when you become a family uh, with Christ at the center, it becomes a real family. And uh, it's wonderful to watch lives transformed as they're in that process.
0: Now, we were talking about this young man from Take Six. Mm. And He's a, a, a talent at world class. Uh, to have that kind of uh, addition to this production, that's got to be pretty cool. Yeah, it is. I, I got to meet him last night for the first time, and what a wonderful
1: young man he is yeah. uh, with a beautiful voice. And of course he's, he's singing with take six all over the world. And, and yet he wants to give his gift to God and use it here. And so he's so thrilled to be a part of this with us as well. Yeah. You're going to love hearing Kristen. Oh, that's awesome.
0: And take six is a real gospel flavored. Mm -hmm. They play, like you said, though, around the world, many different venues. Uh, So this is really going to be a, a big deal uh, we talked about Walter Rodriguez. Walter is a phenom. He'll be playing music in the lobby, kind of almost like a warm you up, uh, ready, yeah. and beautiful And on stage too. Oh, you? I didn't yeah, know that. He okay.
1: A, he has a solo spot in the program as
0: well. Oh, I did not know yeah. that. Well, that's going to be exciting to see that because I'm going to be at the 5 p.m. Okay. That's where we, Cindy and I have tickets for that.
1: And there are there are tickets left for both
0: shows. Yeah,
1: So uh, folks should... Get online or you can get them at the door too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And if you want to get them, it's good to get them because they are, uh, they are reserved seats. So you'll know exactly what section you're choosing. And you can get that by going to christmasis.us. Follow the prompts to buy tickets. It's real easy. And uh, you can check out right there in no time, no problems all. But if you're one of those that preferred buying at the door, like Bob said, you can do that. And Calvary is a huge... Uh, venue. And it's really going to be fun to see, uh, you know, it's one thing to go to a music hall or a, 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 a let's say a, a performance arts center where it's kind of made for that. This, it, it, you know, this is a big building, but it's not typically that they have Broadway plays mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. Uh, and yet it works. And you guys have made this venue really work for yeah, this. And it, it's going to be beautiful,
1: really beautiful they have uh,
0: they have led screens
1: above the stage there and so there's that all that visual support through the whole show that uh adds even more to it
0: so, yeah yeah so walter will be there tonight then for the dress? Uh,
1: i know i can't
0: say i don't okay. know if he's not he, he, he was schedule, part huh? of it. but he i know he's playing in the show tomorrow as well, well as in the foyer. well i'm looking forward to seeing him he's going to be one of my favorites and the kids have a petting zoo that, Petting that zoo that and uh, the salvation army the band yeah. is going to be out there in the, in the
1: uh, courtyard as people come in. So it's a whole musical experience from the, from the parking lot all the way to the stage and then a oh, great celebration uh, in the main auditorium.
0: So what is the rest of this year looking like once you get past your big production of Christmases in St. Louis? Do you get a little bit of a break? For me personally, yeah. Uh,
1: we have, a- after uh, next Sunday is our, our concert in St. Louis— um I have uh about two three events in the following week that are in my church uh, mm-hmm. responsibilities. And then the week of Christmas, Paul and I are going to escape to Branson for a couple of days and a couple shows down there. Yeah, you need and to recharge. Yeah it's it's uh, it's a great place. it's about a four hour drive for us so, okay, but we get down there and see some of the live shows including sight and sound is doing their Christmas show there which is they've been doing Jesus this past year and uh, they do a Christmas show tell two from Galilee so
0: I've never been there but I've heard it's amazing oh it is it yeah. is and that's it so Bob Pickett is uh he's been so kind to drop by be on my program today and it's here. You're going to another rehearsal. Uh, yeah,
1: starting rehearsal at one thirty this afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> and uh,
0: and uh, the rest will be there yeah. till midnight tonight, <laughs> well, probably. It's going to be a long day. Drink <laughs> <Yeah>. some coffee. <laughs> Stay awake. Yeah. And friends, just one more time, take advantage of all of this. Don't let the holiday season pass without really starting it off in some wonderful music with some wonderful storytelling being told on the stage at Calvary, Orlando. It's tomorrow, December 3rd. That is dot us to find out information. Bob will be there. Ter- uh, also, Tim Kaufman will be there. Of course, Thurlow and Kathy and all these other singers that we've been talking about. It's going to be a wonderful part. Bob, thank you. And thank you for the friendship that we've uh, had all these years,
1: man. Thank you, Mike. It's so good to spend time with you and... In- and, uh, you, you impacted my life, uh, back mm. 40, some 35, 40 years ago. And, uh, and mm. to call you friend, uh, all these years is, is a joy
0: to my heart. Thank well, you for having us here today. Well, it's my privilege to have you, Bob say hello to Paula. I will. And friends, thanks for being with me. We'll see you next time right here on the shepherd. Day.